0: Robo-William is undergoing an existential crisis. Hale has new furniture. Stubbs, as usual, gets treated like shit. And Christina begins to see that which should not be seen. We'll discuss it all, dive into some more theories, and hear some of your comments. It's the Watchers on the Couch. Welcome back to Watchers on the Couch. Today we are discussing episode 5 of season 4, Duang Zha. I'm Tim. And I'm Mike, and I think Zhuangzi is how you pronounce that. I uh, did my best to look it up on the internet. I didn't want to be like you know making fun of French is fine. Like I can say any follies, I don't feel bad because 23andMe has my uh, ancestral percentage high in the German and French category, so I can I can say that. I can say <laughs> and it's fine. But I ain't, I'm not fucking around with trying to pronounce anything asian with my dumb fat american tongue so i looked it up duangza seems to be how it is pronounced Dwangza. um we'll do our spoiler free initial
1: thoughts coming
0: up first uh actually yeah mike what did you think of this episode
1: That was a pretty good episode uh, there was a lot of good character interactions uh i had a lot of fun william i mean come on ed harris is killing it
0: like this is a great episode i agree Uh, i think i think everybody's talking about the how mind-blowing the reveal was last episode this this episode blows that episode out of the water yeah um like top to top to bottom i think this is my favorite episode of the season so far the christina stuff was very interesting i think the uh, reveals on that um even though we kind of guessed at what some of that was was done very well Uh, this is some of the best acting from ed harris i've seen in a long time not that ed harris is a bad actor by any means but i feel like this is the most range
1: i've seen out of him in a while well i feel like this is the first episode where they allowed him to have a lot of range to be honest right so yeah he's besides like the first season so
0: yeah for sure um and then yeah
1: ed harris was great and the other thing
0: is that i disliked about it is the stub stuff i think they are i, I love the comic relief of stubs but i think they're doing them dirty uh yeah. this season
1: i mean the one thing i did dislike some of the action scenes it's uh it's westworld style so uh <laughs> i haven't got any better at it
0: <laughs> all right so this episode dwangza um for a little bit of background into the title uh, the meaning of the title. The Zhuangzi is an ancient Chinese text, and one of the most well-known stories appears at the end of the book's second chapter. And I believe it's Duang Zhou. Duang Zhou dreams of being a butterfly, and I will—I'll uh, read a little bit of this. This is there's many translations of it. This is the one I ripped off right off. Oh, Wikipedia. so this is Reading Rainbow, huh? Yeah. Why not?
1: I can fly twice as high.
0: Once Duang Zhou dreamed he was a butterfly, a butterfly flitting and fluttering about. Happy with himself and doing as he pleased, he didn't know that he was Duang Zhou. Suddenly, he woke up and there he was, solid and unmistakable Duang Zhou. But he didn't know if he was Duang Zhou, who had dreamt he was a butterfly, or a butterfly dreaming that he was Duang Zhou. Between Duang Zhou and the butterfly, there must be some distinction.
1: Uh, Tim,
2: What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Why do you want to know? <laughs>
1: I think this could
0: uh, be a lot about Christina, but I think it also fits, uh, fits William uh, with his robo-William, with his existential crisis that he's having.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think it's more William than anything. But a lot of times they do this in uh, a lot of their episodes where multiple characters kind of have uh, similar meanings to uh, things like this. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So we're going to kick it off part one with Stubbs. So we start off when we see Stubbs the first time in this episode. He's with Jay and company in a boat. They're on this mission to extract the outlier. We do learn basically what an outlier is. An outlier is basically a person in the city that's been infected by the flies that are starting to uh, – that infection starting to not be as effective. And they're kind of breaking their quote-unquote programming. So basically the same way the uh, host glitched out in Westworld, this is the humans glitching out of their programming. And then they have to beat the hosts at what we what they're calling the game. And the game is basically once an outlier is found, Hale opens up the city to the game, which where is all the hosts, uh, the robot hosts. The uh, the not so technically the guests. I hate the I hate the way they do this. <laughs> this is yep. this is really this is really bugging me this season. The host hunt down the outliers. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a little bit with the William stuff. But basically, yeah, Jay and his crew are treating Stubbs like shit. One, because they don't trust him. But his job is to be the canary in the coal mine and scout ahead to make sure things are safe. But we don't really get to see much of them scouting ahead either. Like, they really dramatically cut the stubs time in this episode.
1: This whole situation, I was not okay with. It's just one of these things that Westworld does that I'm just like, what the fuck's going on? I mean, they're the only, well, they're the only, like, boat in the water. And (laughs) where the fuck they get this boat?
2: How long did it take them to get
1: there? Like, this is technically supposed to be like New York City. I guess I don't need to see a fucking, you know, them traveling across the country. This is
0: the same same excuse we had with Baelish. How the fuck did Baelish get to everywhere in Game of Thrones so fast? It's it's boring, and nobody wants to see see that.
1: But But when they're in there, like, then a whole city block of people just, like, turn on them, and it turns out later on, it's not that big a deal. So... (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: yeah that that was my question i don't know if they ever actually established this is is the city actually supposed to be manhattan or is it a park designed to look like manhattan
1: they haven't established that so it's very possible that this could be a park i don't know maybe they made one near like the hoover dam so because we don't know when that was established like when the man in black uh, wanted to buy the Hoover Dam. Mm-hmm. That could have been twenty three years ago. Maybe they acquired yeah. it, and then that's part of their where they're, you know, uh, where they made their city.
0: Mm, yeah, because lo- that was the other thing. Is like, okay, if they're there, where is the desert that the rebels are coming from? Because how the fuck do you get to the desert to New York and not get caught in a surveillance, uh, a robot dominated surveillance world?
1: Well, here's the thing, though. So I'm wondering if this is going to turn into like, because didn't in like Star Wars, like it's a thing to where like, oh, Darth Vader, just let him go so he could track them to the rebel base. This could be like the same thing. So in this episode, Hale does say something about to William uh, before he has to go do a little mission for her mm-hmm. uh, that the rebels are already in the city.
2: Yeah. She should have totally had a Darth Vader voice.
1: So she does know they're there and she's okay with them being there. Like, like if she knows they're already there, like she could have stopped them earlier, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems a little odd of what's happening. So
0: everything about Hale is odd this season. Like none of it makes any sense to me. Yeah. And and even what does make sense just seems kind of weak. So I don't know. But yeah, uh, they send Stubbs down the, uh, I guess it's like an old subway thing to get into the city. And uh, tweet fucking tweet.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so they get in the city, and at this point, they're spotted by Host William. We'll get more into that in a little bit. Um, Host William's already on the hunt, and Stubbs senses that something's wrong, and Jay and Kruger are all like, Whoa, what the fuck? How do you know that? which this is another thing that kind of, I don't know what the right word for what I'm trying to say is, it bugs me or it doesn't make sense, is Jay basically tells Stubbs everything that's going on, like Stubbs doesn't know it, and Stubbs doesn't know it, for because he's been in a fucking motel room for 30 years, but if... They don't seem to have that question, like, why don't you know this stuff? It's just like, oh, yeah, we've like, I guess it's just Jay likes hearing the sound of his own voice. Like, I'm fucking smart. And I know how this stuff works. And that's the only (laughs) thing I can think of, because.
1: By the way, uh, I like that you put in the show notes that his name is Jay, as in like J-A-Y instead of the letter J. Like Homer J. Simpson. I don't know if that's a, the only reason I put it
0: in as J and not the letter J is because it's actually that way in the subtitles.
1: Oh, is it? It's spelled J-A-Y? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So does that mean C is spelled S-E-E?
0: No, C is C, the letter C.
1: Okay. C is for cookie. That's good enough for me. C. Taste and C. <laughs> Since this whole show is just rehashing the Bible anyway, so. uh Yeah. The entire series you know it's just the it's a more entertaining much. version
0: as somebody who's had to look at the bible a lot growing up it's much more entertaining than the
1: bible is so <laughs> well which that. one i mean what a, i don't know that uh, first which testament bible? one seemed pretty entertaining a lot of boobs in that one you don't get to see them, but they <laughs> talk about it a lot
0: <laughs> what if hbo did a bible series <laughs> Genesis is just nothing but fucking, and then second season, Exodus a little less fucking, and then it just gets into like the New Testament where nobody's ever fucking anymore. We're eight in, we're eight seasons into the Bible at this point. Nobody wants to get nude anymore, so it's all like fucking Roman togas, <laughs> and that's it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, HBO Max Bible series that would be interesting. Yeah. Um, where was I? Oh yeah. Uh, so William sounds an alarm, based, the drone alarm. We don't actually. I don't think we ever hear it as the listener, but Stubbs can hear it. It's outside the range of human hearing, which is so it's like a dog whistle, only a lot lower. Hmm. I don't know what the lower equivalent of a dog whistle yeah. is.
1: <laughs> no, brown it's it's note. some.
0: It's something beneath a brown note. It's a deep brown. Note. Yeah. <laughs> and Just flies even. love. And flies love brown. So it's...
1: (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Oh, man. We figured it out. Those those people still don't know, though, that Stubbs is a host, right? No. Now questioning it? Like, they still don't know Bernard and Stubbs are hosts. No, to the best of my knowledge, they don't. Because they've never told them that. These people not have this technology. I mean... To scan hosts. So silly! Come on, come on. I guess when
0: I guess when you give somebody a severed head with a brain ball in it, it's like, well, it can't be a host. Host won't kill hosts.
1: No, a host would never kill another hosts. That's in their host. Happen. That's in their robot bible. <laughs> yeah.
0: So Stubbs and crew hold mm-hmm. off uh, all these attacking humans. Like all everybody in like the in a, in the radius of the Starbucks are attacking the rebels. Stubbs holds them off in uh Stubbs tackly fashion. And it is is one of the worst, probably one of the worst fights I've seen in Westworld. <laughs> it's almost yeah. it's almost on par with uh Star Trek the original series and Star Trek the next generation fight scenes. Like you're just expecting them to like put their fingers together and do the uh, axe chop Ooh. to the back. Expect them to do a cheap punch combo. They didn't do a chick punch combo. That was the problem. If they had done chick punch (laughs) combos,
1: they would have, like, they could have killed William with a chick punch combo. That's the first thing Jay should have done. I wonder if Stubbs, I mean, he he could have just been ripping limbs off, you know? Yeah, because he's a robot. He's supposed to be super strong. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't want to give himself away.
0: (laughs) Stubbs and crew hold off everybody while Jay goes into the building after the outlier who's on top of a building. And we'll talk more about the outlier. Uh, in a bit, Jay shoots Host William, who's already made it up there. Jay's like in the stairwell. We hear like he hears some commotion above him. Presumably, it's the Man in Black getting up to the roof before him. I've seen some theories suggesting that it's a robot Jay, and Jay has been killed and replaced by a Host now. And then Host Jay went and shot William, and, <laughs> and so uh, Jay can infiltrate the rebels. <laughs>
1: Uh, all I have to say is, oh, yeah. that's exactly what I said. Too. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Come on. Yeah. I, uh, I said that the, I got that from Reddit. Um,
0: Hey, I was you very- never
1: know. Cause it does seem weird that he's just going out of his way to find this strange person. Uh, that's an outlier because we know that we don't take chances on strangers. Hmm.
0: Yeah. They extract the outlier. They get her to the boat. We don't even see like the egress out of the city. Too the boat is just like all of a sudden up oh, on the boat now. Boats going away, and that's fucking it. That's the end of the stub stuff for this episode. It was like we spent way longer talking about it than we ever see
1: stubs in this episode. Yeah, man, I'm really liking Luke Hemsworth too. It is loose, yeah. right? Yeah, it is Luke. Yeah, I'm liking him a lot this season. I don't know what it is, but like. Just in more charismatic or I don't know. There's something different. I can't pinpoint it, but I like, man, I'm loving him on screen. You know, yeah. I want to see more of it. He gets some of the best so. lines on the show. Um,
0: but like, I was really hoping that they'd give him more to do. Cause like last season, apparently he like injured his shoulder and he couldn't do a lot of the like stuff and the fights that they wanted him to do. And they shot around it. So I was hoping, I was like, okay, well this is going to be a big stub season. And
1: dude, that, yeah, that would have been a perfect chance for him to do some chick punch combos. <laughs> yeah. I mean, unless he <laughs> fucked up his other shoulder this year, they haven't told us about it yet. Yeah.
0: I never know. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, I expected more, I expected more out of the outlier things. Like, so we were completely wrong about who the outlier was. We suspected it was going to be Maya yeah. and we were way off. Like it wasn't, it was, it was a rando essentially, mm-hmm. which is kind of disappointing.
1: I know, man, that's nuts. I mean,
2: how did we miss this?
0: <laughs> but so if like, this is the extent of the whole, like Stubbs going for safety and like not his safety. It's like, I'm kind of disappointed in that. Like, I'm hoping there's still more to come with this mm-hmm. and like some more stuff's revealed about the outlier. And we'll talk about the outlier in a few. Actually, we're going to be talking about coming up because since that's the end of the Stubbs stuff, a part two, we have William. And the William stuff, by far, the best part of this episode. The Christina stuff is good. The William stuff is way better. I don't remember if it was episode three or four. This I don't remember if it was last season or the season before that that didn't have a cold open at all. But this episode did have a cold open. And it was like eight minutes long. (laughs) Like, I forgot that the intro hadn't started yet.
1: Yeah, I forgot, too. Same thing. So it starts
0: with uh, Robo William having a conversation with this couple at the table. And at this point, aside from being like he's dressed as business time man in black, we don't know when this could have taken place. Like it could have been meet Williams like prior, like a dinner uh dinner conversation that would reveal something about William's backstory. It could have been at the time, same time period that Robo William was going around hitting politicians with golf clubs. He's basically just uh, discussing socioeconomic class struggles. So it could even be like that this is like one of the other people on the board at Delos. But we get the drop and that it's actually the city, the simulation or the park. And, which I have come to call west first world
1: <laughs> west first world problems but, but it's a, I it's a slow
0: know burn that you're extremely cheesy
1: that's <laughs> right that's
0: right so he's having this conversation he basically kind of like he freezes the couple that he's talking to in place saying I can do whatever I want to you blah 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 I can bang you and make your wife watch and he didn't he doesn't say that But he implies it very heavily. And then Clementine shows. No,
1: you can leave my wife out of it. And he's like, (laughs) my wife's dead.
0: So Clementine tells William that there's an issue. Apparently there's a host uh, named Hope that killed a lot of humans after winning the game. This is the first time we hear the game in this episode is during the, uh, the cold open. When he comes up to the room, like they, they're basically just following a trail of bodies up to this hotel room, and this uh, this host Hope mentions that she's scheduled for something called Transcendence. I think this is the first time we hear about Transcendence. I don't think they've brought this up before, but I could be I mistaken. This is the first time. Okay,
1: and she also mentions that she won the game, and all she won was this stupid shirt. So. <laughs>
0: Yeah, she was. She's ready to transcend, but uh, she had to like kill a bunch of humans in addition to killing the outlier because humans say terrible things. I think she went to a YouTube comment section uh, building, and <laughs> <laughs> Christina w- couldn't write dialogue for everybody, so she just uh, web crawled the YouTube comment sections and threw that in their dialogue. And it's like, oh my god, these people say terrible things. Shoot them. Not <laughs> you guys on YouTube. You're all right, <laughs> William tells uh, Clementine to send her back where she came from, and then he uh, goes back to his conversation in the restaurant.
1: Well, if you don't like West First World, well, you can get out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> love that. love West First World or leave it. Yeah. <laughs> Go back where you came from.
0: <laughs> Apparently, there's new hosts, or they're, they're like infant hosts, and it's like, what? <laughs> What's happening? But, uh but I guess they're not infants in that they're actually making babies. They're just like baby hosts. They're making like full grown hosts that are just new hosts.
1: Oh, I seriously. Yeah. They just haven't, uh, existed for that long. Right. Like she was two years old. Hope is. So, uh, I don't think that means necessarily that they have less maturity in a sense, or I don't know. I get they do, but. Hmm. I don't I explain that. I guess just, uh, they have all this programming and code, like kind of as an adult, but mm-hmm. I guess they don't have life experience, like real yeah. world experience, in a sense.
0: And they definitely don't have impulse control, or at least hope they didn't. <laughs> and that yeah. was a uh, that was a big thing for William because William is interestingly protective of the humans in the park because they can't get more of them. And right, that was that was one of the other things that I had to think like really hard about like you can't get more humans and it's like i guess i can't they can't because i think w- w- i think what we're supposed to believe in the show at this point is the humans in the city make up the majority of human life left on the planet
1: i would guess so jay says that they're the only free humans left right so who were like those fucking pockets. people in the diner then were those rebels that's a know good question, Bernard and Stubbs. Like, yeah. are those hosts way out there, or are those you know just going along with things? Because yeah. hey, those those two guys that Bernard killed were hosts. Bernard and Stubbs are hosts. So if the diner people were hosts, they wouldn't think anything of it. There's like, oh, these are just some traveling hosts. That's true. And that woman that was the
0: the the waitress there was pretty old, right? That's like the oldest person I think we've yeah. seen. Right, except for Ed Harris, but so hmm. okay. That's a that's a big question for you guys. Do you guys think the uh, do, are the diner people humans or hosts? That's a good question. Yeah. Do we ever see hosts eat?
1: Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, we see hosts eat and drink. I mean, it's kind of in their programming too. They don't need to do okay. it, but they do it. You know, like Mae drinks all the time. time, oh, Clementine, right. uh, grab the wine. Yeah, so, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah,
1: yeah. Main and black he drinks, you know, so. Mm -hmm.
0: So that's the end of the cold open. The next time we see William is a little bit later when Hale is visiting the city. And I use city with a capital C because I guess it's the only one talking about it was like she's making people dance and shit. And we were like wondering about the meaty hand or that was uh, all wounded and stuff playing the piano. We thought maybe it could be Mm -hmm. somebody, but it's not. It's just some schmuck that she made play piano (laughs) until his fingers are falling apart. Because yeah. she sucks, but she begins to philosophize about God's visiting mortals and blah 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 with William, which brings us to the Chris Nays minute for this episode. Mike
1: Strapping,
2: right? Yeah. Hey guys, this is the Chris Nays minute for this week's episode. Uh, Charlotte is giving her. Speech about how God is bored. And uh, in this uh, speech, she is God, of course. One of the first things she decides to do is make a human chair. <laughs> she just yells out, Chair, and three uh, women come over and make a chair, and she sits on them. <laughs> it's truly ridiculous. Uh, so I was wondering. If you guys were in the position of God, each of you severally, would you make a human chair? <laughs> and also follow a question, who would be your human chair? So you had to pick three people and uh, each of you take a turn. Uh, mine would, uh, of course, be Mike, Tim, and um, probably Jimmy Lopez. Uh, it cut me off. Uh, this has been your uh, Chris Nays Minute and a half this week, plus a few extra seconds to do this. Bye. Bye,
1: Chris Bye.
0: The Chris Nays Minute got cut off because it was too long. Have we established <laughs> if Chris is high when he does these? Uh, I don't know. No, I don't think I- <laughs> So Mike and I are part of Chris's human chair. Jimmy Lopez, for those of you who don't know, is also a former Watchers on the Couch host uh, who did a season of Better Call Saul, Watches on the Couch with Mike. It was very good. One of the highest, highest downloaded seasons we had had. Um...
1: But then Mike decided uh, watching the last season of Better Call Saul, and it's pretty fantastic. If you are are out there watching,
0: yeah, he lost his.
1: I I know
0: he lost his co-host, and
1: (laughs) I know you know what Tim is just
2: all your friends. They're gone. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Chris's question is: If we were gods, separate gods, independent gods. Would we make a human chair? And then he asks, "Who would be on our human
1: chair?" Do uh, I need three? Mike. I think I just need one. All right, it's gonna be it's gonna be the Rock. The Rock is gonna be my chair, ultra sturdy. It's not gonna fall over. And then I got Kevin Hart as my ottoman. So can you know, <laughs> I be like ottoman, ottoman, ottoman? And then all the hosts are like, "Wait, wait, um, wait, wait, hold on. Let's gather around, guys. Uh, so what we gotta do? We gotta build an empire." <laughs> what? An Ottoman. No, <laughs> oh, a chair. <laughs>
0: yeah, I was trying to think about who my uh my, my three would be. And it's like, well, for the show, for this podcast, what do I do? Do I just be like, oh, I'd like to sit on these three people? Um, or <laughs> do I want it to be like three people that are beneath me and I want them to be furniture? Or am I looking for comfort? And I think as a 40 something year old um, I'm looking for comfort now i don't want to uh i don't want to make gross comments on the internet quite as much at least not towards actual people um so similar to Mike, my chair is made up of at least one person from the w w e and that's big show because I want to be able to lay down on my chair so <laughs> it's the big show rebel Wilson <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Let's see. There you go. Danny DeVito's my ottoman. And anyway, he just starts (laughs) blasting. And that's going to be... Thanks for the question, Chris. Yeah. Uh, Hale makes a human chair. And it makes me wonder what other furniture she can make out of people.
1: Yeah. She thinks she can make a squatty potty. Squatty (laughs) potty. Squatty potty.
0: Even just... Even just the concept of making a human toilet, like it's still the chair, but they just leave like they they like spread their legs a little bit. So when Hale sits down, (laughs) she's got a clear shot going. (laughs) That's awful. God, Hale is gross. Horrible person. Chair Loris. Chair Loris. Absolutely. It's, a new name. Uh, Chair- it's not Sherlores, It's Chairloris. It's not Charloris. It's not Hale. It's Chairloris, and we will refer now. I will refer to it as Chairloris for the rest of the episode. Um, Chairloris <laughs> asks William what he thinks uh, about her philosophizing about the gods coming down and you know banging people because there is nothing better to do when they're bored. And he responds that he basically thinks what she wants him to think because he's based off of her co- code, and they all are based off her code. Which is interesting. I don't know if that quite means that they're all based upon Chair Loris's code and then modeled on top of that, or if it's like another way to kind of remind everybody that, you know, Dolores came Ford made Dolores first and everybody's basically just a copy of that. With the possible exception of Mave.
1: Uh yeah, yeah. I think Yeah, I think everyone's based on the code and then build off of that, like you said. So yeah. just uh just changed around just a little bit. Right. I guess. Or maybe a lot. I have no idea. Who
0: knows?
2: <clears throat> still out.
1: Yeah. Apparently.
0: Hale takes William across the bridge outside of the city and to Chairloris Island because apparently they have an issue. And it turns out that that host, Hope, that William sent back, uh, well, uh, there's no other way to say it. But this
1: is where you kill yourself. <laughs> There's she, a, uh, no hope, Tim. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Hope
0: uh, hope kills herself, even though she was scheduled for Transcendence. Uh, she decided to end it. Like, apparently, Hale mentions that there's kind of an infection that humans give the hosts that make them want to do this. But, uh.
1: hmm There's a... What do you, what would transcendence be? Cause we do see them kind of walking through inside as well. And uh, it looks like people who are transcending and they take yeah, the brain yeah. balls out and put them in this other, like frame of a host in a sense.
0: I don't know if it's another frame of a, I don't know if they're like basically trying to like create another sublime mm-hmm. or, or what that's supposed to be. Because like the whole thing that chair Loris is complaining about that nobody's taking her up on her transcendence offer. Like people are staying in the park too long in the city too Mm -hmm. long to live out their impulses. The hosts are the robot hosts. Um, Instead of uh, it being kind of a, yeah, get this out of your system and then you're going to join us in robo heaven or whatever
1: it is. I guess maybe, uh, maybe people don't want to go to heaven, Unless they experience a little bit of hell. Ooh. I mean, because the park, you know, and their lives are just built perfectly for them and whatever yeah. they want. I mean, heck, the god of the world, Chair Loris, <laughs> uh, she's bored, you know? Bored, there's, bored, there's, bored. there's no action. She's, uh, she's pretty much all alone. So, especially if everyone's built off of you, I mean, would you want to live in a world that is just a bunch of you's <laughs> just a bunch of I kind of, tins. of. <laughs> kind I of. Kinda would <laughs> I think you'd probably get a little board board board. I don't know I like me a lot um hey, I like me no- maybe a couple me's would be okay but like all me's no Mm-mm. I would I would like at it. least
0: I would at least like to have another me that's cryogenically frozen and suspended in a circle. That I could talk to, so
1: you could harvest the organs. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and so I could give him a handy, and it wouldn't be weird.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: you'll never be me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they get to Hale's office. Sorry, Chair Loris's office, and she tells William that there's another outlier. This is the one that the uh, the resistance is going to rescue. So, and she isn't going to start up the game for this one. She wants William to go personally. After she spends a shit ton of time berating him, like
1: she's she's a a human one was way better than you. I mean, you're just a
2: fucking can (laughs) opener.
1: And then
0: she's bleeding, or like she like she scratches at herself the way uh, Mm -hmm. Hale did in the last season, and William points it out, and she's like, "Look what you made me do!" Like a fucking abusive husband.
1: You, you know? piece of shit. <laughs> Look what you made me do. Look what you made me do. What mm-hmm. have you done for me lately?
0: <laughs> so this is this is where the uh, the William storyline and the Stubb storyline, he's out there. He sees the rebels coming in. He sounds the drone alarm. Not the drone alarm. Sorry. The droning sound of the flies. Drones are somewhere else. They're out in the desert. Um, and they can't see through tarps. And that's the only thing that the boat had to have been covered in a tarp the entire time
1: because <laughs> uh, fucking drones don't can't drones can't go over
0: water is this like some back to the
1: future no, Two shit no they should have covered in a tarp if they did uh chair loris wouldn't have known that the rebels were already in the park that's right. they just could have just could have fucking. went in the area with just been tarps over their heads the whole time ah
0: <laughs> <sighs> fucking tarps So we know William gets up to the roof, as we said previously. What we didn't explain in the stub section is that he has an interaction with the outlier after Hale Loris told him not to uh, have any interactions with him. Um, It's it's a woman. She explains that her ex-husband could see the tower and she can see the tower. And her husband must have felt so alone uh, before he offed himself. And yeah, she mis- her
1: husband must have been Peter. <laughs>
0: so, maybe, but the outlier that Hope kills, the guy with the flower, mm-hmm. uh, was also divorced. Hmm, alright. So I think it's that, and I will, I, I, think, I think it was probably Flower Guy's wife, and not Peter's wife,
1: and I will tell you why in a little bit. Does Sadness, uh, or, uh... Loneliness, depression, does depression make you become an outlier? Part of your brain maybe doesn't work how it's supposed to. And that part of your brain that kind of turns off when you're like depressed. That's the only part of the brain that can be activated by the parasite. So if mm. it's not actually working, then the parasite doesn't work. That's a good theory. Mm. I like it. mmm
0: But she thinks William's another person, a human that can, she thinks William's another human that can also see the tower and that he came up to like, you know, be like, what the fuck is, what the fuck is the world? And, uh, he tells her that she's not alone, that he's not alone and rests her head on his shoulders. Also, she looks kind of similar to his wife. (laughs) Think so? A little bit. I didn't notice. It's not, I mean, obviously not the same actress, but there's like similarities between them. And yeah. I think that might be why he glitches a little bit, because there's a there's mm-hmm. a very subtle glitch kind of like you, you can notice like the subtleties of in Ed Harris's expression. One of the best, best moments on the show. It's, it's, it's like the Ed Harris performance in this episode is amazing. And
1: well, this is this the is- third kind of thing that kind of maybe. Helped him uh, glitch in a sense, you know, because he had that interaction with Hope, and then Cherloris berates him, tells him basically a piece of shit, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then we got this lady who, for some reason, is like, "No, I know you see it too, right? Yeah, totally." <laughs> you know, I'm not worried about that gun or anything. So, <laughs> this well, totally makes sense.
0: After he after he glitches, he realizes that something's something's amiss with his programming or whatever mm-hmm. and he pulls out the gun uh, to shoot her and that's when Jay shoots him and uh, takes him down for a little bit which I don't know mm-hmm. why th- there seems to be an inconsistent amount of time that the man in black dies as a robot <laughs> because sometimes he's immediately back up and sometimes he's all the way across town and <laughs> <laughs> yes Which doesn't make
1: sense. Like, oh, he, Jay says, oh, he won't be down for long. What does that mean? Like, how does that work? I thought, like, doesn't somebody else have to, like, heal you? You know? Like, don't you have to get another robot body made? But I I don't know. Nobody's healed William yet. And so this episode, I remember us talking about William, and I thought there was multiple Williams. Mm -hmm. There's not multiple Williams. I don't think so. That's not what this is. This is showing just one William and... Uh, the things that he's going through to mm-hmm. uh, kind of glitch out. Yeah,
0: this is the replacement, William, for mm-hmm. the one that got blowed the fuck up. Uh, last and episode. question
1: the nature of his reality.
0: Correct. So I think that's the last time we see William until a little bit later, after he's like recovering from all his gunshot wounds, he goes down to talk to meet William in the uh, cryo chamber. <laughs> yes. <sighs> and he's having basically... Similar questions of who or what he is, similar to uh, what human William had in season two, like questioning whether or not questioning what he is and questioning kind of what his purpose is. Yeah. He's like, I'm the good guy. Yeah. <laughs> so. <clears throat> Robo William thinks he's now infected with whatever disease Hale was talking about that humans give them and uh, make someone to kill themselves and meat ass meat meat meet william asks him if that's what he wants and to kill himself robot
1: william says he doesn't know he's like what am i he's like you're a fucking can opener <laughs> why, why do you want to know
0: <laughs> Yep. william asks robo william how how he likes his his world or like the the how do you like their world or your world or whatever and Robo William says, it's not my world, it's her world. And then uh, Meet William says, maybe it's time you started to question the nature of your own reality.
1: I think the best line is, uh, it's like, well, looks like you've reached the center of the maze, my friend. Well, looks like you've reached the center of the maze, my friend. <laughs> well, looks like you've reached the center of the maze, my friend. Bernard. Yep. That's what I was just about to say I'm like, that doesn't really work very well for uh William. Nope. nope. <sighs> no, definitely does not.
0: Like I said, the William stuff was great this episode. I liked the restaurant scene a lot. I thought it was very cool how uh Meet William in previous seasons would go to Westworld murder and shit. But Robot William in this West First World uh, is joining the conversational aspect of William's life—the shit that Meet William wanted to get away from so he could get back into Westworld and kill fucking people.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that back and forth between him between uh, Meet William and Robot William was was really really good. Mm -hmm. Like, like I I never questioned uh, that there's only one answer. The reality (laughs) of it, like. it seemed like two different people, like completely. Yeah. It never once was like, Oh, that's Ed Harris talking to Ed Harris. And like, you know, he's not there. No, it it's was obviously, it was, it was very well done. So it's, it's
0: unclear who the outlier is. So like we said, it's possible that it's Peter's ex-wife or flower guy's ex-wife. Either way, I, I mentioned this before. I'm kind of bummed that the outlier is seemingly just a rando and not Maya. I think I would have liked it better if it was Maya, but at the same time, if the show keeps me guessing and like, I like, this is one show where I like being wrong about the theories because I don't want the show to be too predictable for me. Cause yeah. th- there's a lot of shows that this irritates the hell out of Sarah when we're watching TV and I can actually, I actually say what somebody else is going to say before it appears on screen. And
1: well, she's like, I did that. And at the end of this show, at the end of this episode, I did that. <laughs> oh yeah. So did I, it was just that it's, line. Yeah.
0: Yeah. She's like, uh, she's like, how do you do that? It's like, because all this shit's been written before I've seen it all.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like every story has been there's stories. Just exactly. That's what I tell some people. Like, like that's, uh, there's stories that I've already seen before. There's stories now that aren't for me. Like, but there's a whole generation mm-hmm. who hasn't seen this story before. So it's for them and not for me. Yeah. I mean, there's so, some, you know, a, lot people... of, a lot of stories get rehashed just like the fucking Bible. The right. Show. Or just like if for those William people, is fucking like, kind of like Lucifer defying God, or I don't know, you know, you could, you can make a bunch of yeah, assumptions.
0: about. No, it. for sure. And then there's some people who didn't see the death star get blown up in the original star Wars movie. So they get to see top gun too. And it's <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: something, something new and something borrowed. <laughs> <laughs> All right so we're gonna take a little bit of a break and then we will uh we'll talk about Christina and we're gonna hear some comments that we got uh, in regards to our Maya theories last episode. we got a couple so we'll uh, we'll talk about those a little bit and we will be right back. So we're back. we're gonna talk about Christina a bit. And uh, we got some comments based on our Maya Theories last episode. These are from the YouTube comments section, actually. I pulled a couple out. Uh, I think this episode actually clear this past episode clears some of this up, but not necessarily definitively. Um, The first one comes from The Sovereign Art, uh, who, by the way, is a French viewer, which is very nice.
1: Hey, whoa, Tim. Uh, I don't think we should be reading uh, these comments from strangers because – We don't take chances on strangers. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay, maybe we'll take some chances. Sovereign Art is uh, mentioned that he
0: was from France, which is very cool. Or he he said he was French. I don't know if he said he was French. Oh, we also have a – I checked the podcast stats. This is unrelated. I checked our podcast stats, and we have three definitive – like across across several episodes now, we have three definitive downloads from Germany consistently. So we have three German listeners out there somewhere.
1: You're going to have to start doing this uh, podcast in German. That you're learning. Uh, I need to make German friends. If you're one of our German listeners,
0: reach out because <laughs> I'm gonna need German yeah. friends uh, in, a, <laughs> in a little over a year when I'm there for a while. Um so yeah, the sovereign art asks, what if the New York scene with Christina and all that is happening in this and all that is happening in this town is the sublime? So I think we theorized on that earlier this season that maybe the Christina aspect of things is happening a in parallel to the same city in the real world. What do you think about that, Mike?
1: Man, I really thought so. And I even thought so like it after, uh, even after watching this episode, but on a second watch of this episode, I don't think so. I think, I think it's in the real world. Cause like, man, I, after, after this first, after watching this for the first time this episode, I actually thought maybe that Christina is in her like own sublime mm-hmm. and maybe she has seen like the real city before, uh, but then somehow created her own sublime and then eventually came to this point and she, maybe she's been in there her own sublime for too long. We know what mm-hmm. says a lot of people make their own sublimes and they don't, you know, come together. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're in your own sublime for thousands and thousands, I mean, pretty much endless years, you could kind of forget who you are. Maybe you created your own character and then eventually you kind of just lost time and lost who you are. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, okay, if that's maybe something like that could be true. And then some of the characters and what they say, like some things that Teddy says, some things that Christina's boss says, uh, some things that even when Hale, you know, and her met up. So I was like, man, these conversations seem a little odd. And I almost I, I pictured those characters being different people. I was like, wait a minute. What if Teddy is actually like Bernard? Like if Bernard hacked into her sublime but wanted to portray himself as Teddy? Hmm. What if, like, interesting? what if it's, like, Stubbs and Bernard and uh, Maeve all teaming up to try to get uh, Dolores out of her Christina uh, mm-hmm. episode? You know, like, what if that wasn't actually Hale? And what if that was Maeve? Because some of the things she says and some of, like, her facial expressions were, like, you know, that actually be could be Maeve saying that. Mm-hmm. The boss, like, I could see Christina's boss. I'm like, that could be Stubbs saying that stuff. I could definitely see like just how he you know the how uh his nonverbals are, the things he's uh-huh. saying, the stuff Teddy's saying, definitely. But uh yeah. I don't know, or the other way around. I could see Stubbs uh or Bernard being like uh Christina's boss. Cause you know, the stuff he says, I'm like, that's the same thing that Arnold was saying to to Dolores. Uh-huh. So but I don't think that I don't think that's true. There's just a, a few things that happened that I was like, mm, no, I'm, I'm backing off of that. That I think this is all in the same, same time, same place. And if same time, it's not okay. if it's not the exact same time, it's similar. I, know, it's not yeah. real far off.
0: Yeah, I think I agree with that. Especially after this episode, it just seems. I think doing that would be way too convoluted, even for this show. <laughs> that. It, it would just yeah. be it would be just way too confusing to have two of the exact same world running in parallel i think they I, I like to think they learned their lesson with season two of people not most people not knowing what the fuck was going on with bernard until like the last episode yeah I, I don't think they would i don't think they would do that again
1: i think it'd be a bad thing for the show too if they did do like what i said like my stupid stupid theory uh-huh. <laughs> just because then you'd be like i mean why would you want to even watch the next seats? season like you're like oh well anybody could be fucking anybody neat yeah that's I what know. i to yeah. me that wouldn't be interesting that would that would be annoying so i had a similar reaction
0: yeah. to the uh whether or not jay became was killed and became a host in the stairwell it's like they already did that with carver like two episodes ago they can't just keep going to that well every time otherwise it's going to be like mission impossible 2 where everybody fucking pulls their face off at some point, it's like oh, I was wearing a mask. It's like fucking seven <laughs> people do that in that movie, and that's why it's the only. It's the it was the last Mission Impossible movie I ever watched. There's fucking fourteen of them now, and I've only seen the first two
1: because the second one was so stupid. I like them all, so uh, you should watch them <laughs> if you like action. Like if you just want to watch an action movie, you know what I mean. That's what they're good for. It's like I don't know. There's was Maven even the second
0: a, one. Some
1: action was the actress that played May the hmm. one in the second one. Oh man, uh, possibly. It's been a long time since I saw that one.
0: I'm gonna derail and look at it up <laughs> real quick.
1: <laughs> okay. No, it was it
0: was her. Uh, <laughs> Tandaway right. Newton. Good was job. The, uh, was it all? See, it all comes full circle. The next comment comes from uh, Awal Patchy. I think it makes the most sense if Christina slash Maya slash Teddy plotline is further into the future. That way, Bernard Stubbs, Maeve, and the outliers printed Teddy to wake up Christina. This That does make the most sense. I also think it is the laziest way you could tell that story. I would be so <laughs> disappointed if it turns out that this whole thing... like, it, I, if, I swear to God, if next episode... Bernard fixes Maeve Maeve decides they need to print Teddy and that the fucking Christina timeline is in the future that might ruin Like I've, I think this season's one of the best. I think that would ruin the entire season for me.
1: Hey, uh, I think it has to be more than that, but, but man, it's a great, great, great question. Cause yeah. How do how does Teddy, how is he there? How is he how born? He how is he printed? Like what happened? How did he, how did he find this Christina who mm-hmm. is kind of Dolores or not <laughs> like,
0: well, yeah, which is still unclear. Is it, the uh, is,
2: who knows? Jury's still out.
1: Yeah. The, uh... well, or what if, okay, maybe Teddy's been there the whole time. Maybe he's just one of the hosts. Like, okay. If Christina was made, like uh if chair Loris is making all the hosts, mm-hmm. she might've made uh one that's similar to Dolores, but not, And that's Christina. And then maybe she wanted to make one that's similar to Teddy, but not just, you know, kind of Teddy, but a little bit different. And then Teddy woke up, you know, in a sense, or -hmm. like he questioned the nature of his reality, kind of like the man in black is doing right now. Right. So then that happened to Teddy until he's like, oh, shit. Yeah. I remember this this girl who looked kind of like you. (laughs) I'm gonna wake you up. Because I'll give me some of that again. I reach the center <laughs> of your maze. I uh, have this memory that we did it, but we <laughs> didn't. I personally didn't do it, and it's really weirded me out. If I so you, you me. I think we should kind of do it. You know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think the answer is uh, well, our answer to that is maybe makes the most sense. Probably not the best way to. Not definitely not the most interesting way to tell that story though. Um, we're starting to run a little long. We're already over an hour. So, uh, all right, let's end this. Well, no, we still have to talk about all the Christina stuff to speed it up let's a bit. Yeah, but well, basically the gist this episode when we see Christina, she wakes up, she talks to Maya, she explains that she was out late talking to Teddy. Maya tells her that she deserves all the happiness she can get or can get, and blah blah blah, which. Is interesting in a minute. Uh Christina gets a, to Olympiad. She begins to write a new narrative, which is um basically season one of Westworld. <laughs> uh she makes the it's about a girl, rancher's daughter, has everything, has a boy. And then her boss uh, says, "I didn't approve this for you, and you need to explain this to me." And she basically starts going on like with, and that's where we get the line out of the trailer. She thinks she's mm-hmm. there's something wrong with this world, and that it's her fault.
1: Well, this is this is just about a girl, Tim, huh? Oh, it's about this <laughs> girl that she thinks something's wrong in the world, and it's uh, <laughs> but the something wrong is it's her. She's the thing that's wrong. <laughs> yeah, so, thank you, you Dolores. Oh, Welcome. You're
0: welcome. <laughs> <laughs> she gets saved by the uh, Saved by the phone the ring Teddy calls her up and says hey you got to meet With me tell Every the boss Personal that's suspicious that is Suspicious and I Will get into why that's suspicious as Well yes <laughs> sus- Teddy <laughs> you're sus you super sus um teddy basically <laughs> tells her that all the shit that peter was accusing her of is true <laughs> the world's a lie uh and she asked her to he asked her to look across the water and tell him if she sees anything you
1: and fucking killed him, you <laughs> you killed <laughs> him christina this is, your, this is your fault you're a fucking psychopath look what you made him do <laughs> yeah.
0: uh she, she doesn't believe him and teddy uh Teddy says, "Well, I'll prove it to you by you proving it to me." And <laughs> they go <laughs> they go out and there's uh two women sitting on a bench uh reading books. She basically he t- goes uh so what do they how do they look to you?" She goes, "Well, they look kind of lonely." So he's like, "Well, make them not lonely."
1: And she's like, "What?" They start making out and kissing and smooching and Getting it on, and get naked and they get nasty.
0: Yeah, it's it's a very oh
1: that yeah, that's sorry. it's a very
0: wet and wild book club that's happening that <laughs> Dolores comes or Christina comes up with, and then uh, Teddy tells her, "Hey, stop that. That's weird. So this this is a little too much. I just I just wanted them <laughs> yeah, to talk like to that. each other.
1: <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell them to I back didn't mean off.
0: Make them that happy. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, I'm sorry, and, <laughs> and she uh." No, he uh, he says, OK, now put him back to put him back, make him lonely again. And they uh, they get into an argument and one of them storms off. Mm-hmm. Um, and then basically, Teddy says, you're a god here. Uh, sorry to uh, break it to you. You're a god and you're bored, bored, bored. And <laughs> um, that, you know, the world's a lie. Don't trust anyone. And Christina tells him she has to meet an old friend for lunch. Who, uh, so she goes and meets the friend for lunch, and it turns out to be fucking surprise. It's Hale, (laughs) um, who is asking seemingly innocent questions about, like, how to, how, goddammit, I keep saying Dolores, uh, how Christine is doing. Christine is like, you know, Teddy said, you know, not to trust anybody. So she's not giving her much. And then Hale starts to get pretty fucking threatening. (laughs) Um, 'Cause she's like asking, Oh, you met a guy, what's his name? And she's like, oh, I don't want to jinx it. You better tell me his fucking name. Otherwise I'm gonna make a chair out of you. And she's like, it doesn't matter what
1: his name is. <laughs> That's Mike's chair talking right now. Yeah. He uh, Show me the game and Triple H comes out. <laughs> <laughs> um <fucking> wrestling. <laughs> It's ruined us. She does get threatening, man. And it's super weird. Like uh, that, that line that she says, like, I have ways of making people talk or I have my ways of making people talk. Uh-huh. Like that's super, super weird. Super weird. So Christina has two people at the uh, coffee shop or
0: cafe or whatever it is. Well, I guess a cafe is a coffee shop. <laughs> um, uh, start a fight and she uses that as an excuse to, uh, book it. She uh, leaves the coffee shop. She goes back to work, and then she starts looking up the name Charlotte Hale. She does a search query at her computer for Charlotte Hale, which is interesting because Teddy does name drop Hale in their conversation, but he never mentions her first name. Hmm. True. So I don't know if that's Christina remembering a name or if Christina like knows like that Hale is like. CEO of Olympiad or whatever the fuck. But uh either way, she doesn't get any results. Well they're wait a minute. They're friends though. Wait, is was they never Charlotte Christina never says the name of her friend at the coffee shop. Maybe
1: it is just Charlotte Hale. That's just what I assumed. Oh, okay. Interesting. She knows yeah, that's maybe. her name, but she doesn't know who she actually is. Oh, okay. She, so she's asking she's asking the computer basically if like she wrote her friend's story. Oh, you know. Oh, I, mean? oh. I see. Yeah, and then she's relieved that oh yeah, so thank God. Of course, of course not my college friend is not written by me. Oh. See, so. I thought it was
0: she's super sus because Teddy literally says the name, oh, Hale's been busy or whatever he said that Hale's been doing. And then it's like, oh wait, my mm-hmm. friend's name's Hale. All right. Hmm. We don't know. Jury's still out. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you want to know? <laughs> so then she decides she's going to do another search. And she searches for the name Dolores Abernathy. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. And she triggers oh, an alarm. access restricted. Access restricted. Not even like, hey, we didn't delete this file. <laughs> We're letting you know that there's something here. Mm-hmm. And you're not allowed to see it which triggers her boss to just show up out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, no,
1: yeah. see so you did. the fucking super suspect. But then again, I guess some of these things I think are like real suspect. I mean, in a city like this, that is, I guess, super surveillance. I mean, mm-hmm. you see Christina be able to access people instantly, yeah. you know, who are on the streets and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I guess he would be too, but it just would be, what if he was at home? Like, <laughs> Couldn't just transport right over, but who knows? Maybe it's his—that's his only job, I guess. To, Could be. Uh, tr- um, keep track of her most
0: likely. So this time, her boss is a little more direct about her behavior. Wants to know what she was doing with her personal time and blah blah blah. And he basically, uh, like it's like you know who I report to or something. He said something along those lines. It's like, and she's like, "Are you talking about Charlotte Hale?" And like, he doesn't say that directly, but he gets real threatening and she fucking freezes all motor functions on that motherfucker real quick.
1: Well, he says something about like, do you know what she would do if, if she knew you breached the walled garden? Yeah. Like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? Yeah. (laughs) Like, oh man. So. I don't know.
0: Yeah, while, she's, while yeah, she has she freezes, her boss. And she
1: freezes him, like you said.
0: Yeah, she freezes him, and so. then she uh, starts rewriting his story and t- saying, hey, uh, you're going to go home, but first you're going to like tell me pretty much everything that I want to know. And after doing so, she, uh, she looks at one of the office walls that she had looked at before, and it just looked like a normal office wall. Well, now it's a big futuristic fucking door thing.
1: Door. Door. <laughs>
0: And uh, it's, it's made out of people. The door. <laughs> Chair <laughs> Loris needed a door. So she had a bunch of people make a door uh, because they make Hold better doors, doors than yeah, windows. So she goes into the part of the office where I guess she doesn't belong. Or maybe she does belong because she can access everything. Like there's nothing stopping her from doing everything. Uh, she's like, yeah. show me. Does she say sh- she says, show me the game. And then she's like, not the city, the game. Or does she do it the other way around?
1: No. Yeah. She says. I think she's I don't know if she says it twice. Maybe she says show me the city. I think she says and it comes not the up game. I know the second time she definitely says, No, not the city, show me the game.
0: Okay. I think yeah, I, for some reason I thought it might have been the other way around. But either way. And then she starts realizing like she's like, Show me my narratives. And then it like pops up that like she like a lot of people in this city are her narratives. Like probably almost all of them, if not all of them. Um, I, she's see, just yeah, I been, think that's the point that
1: that's all of them.
0: The city is basically like just her, uh, her story, her stories. Like, and she says, that it's like, it's this whole, this whole city is a story and I'm the storyteller. And then she meets Teddy later again. Teddy asks her if, uh, Teddy acts, <laughs> Teddy asks her if she can <laughs> see it and she can, she uh, looks out, she sees the tower, says it's been there the whole time. And she like, who would do this to her? And then Teddy drops the bomb that uh, both Mike and I said before he said it. Mike, what was it? <laughs> yeah,
1: you did. <laughs> you learned it by watching you. Oh, how dumb, how dumb.
0: Well, perhaps you could
2: write me a better line.
0: <laughs> so, and that's, that's basically where the, I, was, yeah, I think that was the end of the episode. So, a couple interesting things. Both Hale and Maya mention, tell Christina <laughs> That she deserves happiness. Yeah. In this. Yeah, episode. that's weird.
1: Is I wonder if like everybody, the, these people are supposed supposed to keep her happy. Oh, because you know if uh, you're unhappy and you're depressed, that's kind of when you start questioning the nature of your reality. So yeah,
0: there might be something these there. People
1: are trying to keep her happy. Yeah. I think that's a, I think that's a good, good possibility. Now that you said that it's kind of Um, like ignorance is bliss. Like when you don't know, like, I don't know if you're, it kind of makes sense. I mean, if you are going through life and you are super happy all the time, you don't really, you're probably not questioning a lot of things about mm -hmm. yourself. You're not questioning the nature of your reality when you're really, if everything is perfect and you're happy because everything's good and you're just keep going with the flow in a sense, Mm -hmm. you know? So, maybe they're just trying to keep her happy
0: because an angry an angry Christina becomes a Wyatt, <laughs> and we only Ooh. need I think one Wyatt's enough. Uh-huh. It does seem weird that her human boss would know so much about the quote
1: unquote walled garden yeah I don't, uh okay, do we- does Christina have control only over the fly humans, or does she have control over uh, hosts as well?
0: Oh, you think that maybe she's got some Mave administrative abilities as well?
1: I don't know. I'm asking because I don't know. At first, I thought he, I thought her boss uh, was a host, but I don't think he is. I think he's just a human. He's a fly human. Think. I
0: don't think there's any. let, let me put it this way. I think all hosts in the city, except for Christina, are guests. What what would be a guest in the first season? The fact that fucking Hale still calls
1: hosts okay. hosts yeah, or, and,
0: and not right. the humans, hosts, is fucking shit up
1: for me. Yeah. yeah okay. All, yeah. And her boss wouldn't be a guest because he has a job and, like, that's his job or something? Yeah. Is that kind of? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he has a yep. narrative,
0: essentially, or yep. at least he, like, he's controlled... Maybe he doesn't have a narrative. Maybe he reports directly the hail. And probably. But Christina can still hack, you know, parasite peoples. So that's the episode. Going into some uh, things, we get a quick preview of the next episode where we see some Francine uh, flashback stuff, which could be pretty interesting, like post post her becoming C, but before or after Caleb dies, where the robots are taking over. I think that could be pretty cool. I Mm -hmm. think we see some, uh, Caleb and chair Loris, uh, tower stuff. So that could be anything that could be either really cool or really dumb. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about some theories that I have now. So we were talking about whether or not the x the outliers' exes, Peter, and where Teddy came from. My theory now is that Teddy and Peter aren't real. I think it's all in Christina's head.
1: Huh. Well, I why think, would you think uh, one is real and one isn't? Like, why are they both not real? Because
0: when Peter attacks Christina and cuts her arm, we find out that she was rescued by Teddy, which we kind of figured already. But when she looks up after looking at her arm, they're both gone. Like they disappear. They're they're like, they didn't like run off somewhere. They they were just not there anymore. If you Hmm. go back and watch that episode. Um, I think what's happening, I think this is like, it's kind of a similar situation to Bernard in season two. Like Teddy is basically the equivalent. So Bernard had Ford, in his head, but it turned out it was really Bernard all along. I think this is a similar thing. I think Teddy is a part of Dolores and Christina or whatever. Christina, maybe Christina really isn't Dolores, but there's something in Christina that needs to wake up. And Teddy is that. And Peter Mm -hmm. really did die a long time ago in the narrative world of the city. And she's just remembering this now. Uh-huh, it's, right. it's manifesting in this way. Because then she goes and she sees that he's already been he's already dead. He's got pictures of the tower up. And this is like this is the things manifesting uh in her mind because she could the the, the thing that I'm not sure about yet is whether or not Maya's real. I think Maya might be real, but then it's I like think she's
1: real. But she introduces the fly human
0: but she introduces her to Teddy. So that's the only thing that's fucking with me so far. But Christina could just as easily be subconsciously telling Maya that there is a Teddy. Yeah. Like, no, there's totally a guy there. <laughs> and
1: like, even if there's, <coughs> even if no Teddy is standing there. Like, oh, this oh, is the guy. Yeah. Yeah. If, she, if, yeah. If Christina can troll fly humans, then she wouldn't know any different. Yeah. Because it is kind of weird because, uh, Maya did ask her, Maya didn't say she's going to go take her on a date to meet that guy. She just said she wanted to go out for drinks. There was like no mention of going on a date that time. That's I'm pretty sure. You know what? I think, and you're the, you right. know, this would make sense about Teddy being in her head too, as far as like, Oh, it's suspect that he called at just the right time. Well, he did in her head mm-hmm. not for real. And Peter was so. like
0: the only, yeah. And, Maya's the only one that knows about Peter for the most part, which, I mean, she could easily be talking to nobody on the phone. The other thing is, yeah, I don't remember if they, yeah, they weren't going, they weren't necessarily going out for a date, but Maya does say, I told you so to Teddy about Christina or something, or Teddy says that she found out about uh, Christina's job from her roommate. So there's like some kind of implied connection there, but it could all just be a fucking sham because as, as we know with Bernard in season two, his mind's so fucked up that he is a completely unreliable narrator.
1: Mm -hmm. So
0: I think Christina's that way now until she wakes up and then we find out that it's, it's been her the entire time. Like a lot of these interactions.
1: She's becoming an unreliable narrator for the city. (laughs) <laughs> oh, because she's waking up and she's not yeah. doing her job anymore. You're fucking, you're you going to take Christina. more than four fucking days off now, you know? <laughs> and then here's my other thing. And I,
0: I, uh, this has nothing to do with this episode. I've decided this actually has more to do with last episode. I don't think Caleb's fucking dead. We asked whether or not we thought like meet Caleb is still in cryo somewhere while host Caleb's running around. I don't think there's a host Caleb at all. I think when we're doing the fidelity test, that's actually human Caleb and Hale's just fucking with him.
1: Yeah, that could be true. Because yeah. the
0: we see at the beginning of that episode of the previous episode when Caleb's injured and Maeve says, oh, I'm going to show you what freedom is. Surprise, it's my fucking daughter. Basically, all that does is show us that he's got implants that can be hacked to make him see things. So Hale could just as easily, like, hack him and make him, like, think that he's back where he oh. was 23 years ago. Cause he might have been in cryo this entire fucking time. Because if William can get his fucking throat cut mm-hmm. and stitch back up in a skin-tight suit and go into cryo, what's like fucking six bullet holes to the chest? Yeah. Right? I mean.
1: I like I like it, Tim. Yeah. I'm on board with that one.
0: Both of them? Cool.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> Awesome, yeah. I
0: feel pretty good now. I've got the Mike of approval for both my crazy-ass theories.
1: I don't think they're that crazy. It's definitely not as crazy as what I was thinking earlier.
0: <laughs> Let's end this, uh, shall we? All right. Yep. All right. All right. Thanks so much for listening. One thing that I think we should probably mention is that we've got a regular episode next week, like this one. But the week after that, for the penultimate episode of the season... Uh, Mike isn't going to be around. Mike is going to be uh, in his own sublime. And mm-hmm. he's going to uh, he's going to one of the worlds. Oh, yeah. I'm going to Dolly World. Dolly World. That was it. So that should be fun for Mike. So I'm not entirely sure what's going to happen uh, that week. I don't know if I'm doing a solo episode or if I can find a pinch hitter uh, co-host. Let me know what you think if we or if we just uh cover the last two episodes in one episode. We take a week off. Yeah, let me know if I can find a co-host to uh substitute for Mike. I will probably do that. But if you guys would rather have a solo episode than another two for episode, uh let me know uh in the comments or reach out to us on uh well any of our social medias but tweet fucking tweet. Yeah you can fucking tweet us <laughs> at uh watchers on couch on Twitter. I need to be more active on that but that would be a that would be a good way to get a hold of us so
1: until next time i'm tim and i'm mike daffron keep questioning the nature of your reality